a Shishkin Productions podcast. True or false? TikTok is video tapas. Okay, yeah, it kind of is. You get a lot of these little video tapas. It's a a mystery tapas. You don't know exactly what you're going to get, but you trust the restaurant and the chef, and you know they're going to bring you good stuff. And it's free. And it's free. Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to another episode. Yo. Another day, another episode, another week, another episode of the Sizzle Reel. Yep. Chris has been displaced. I'm I just going to go ahead and say it. Chris yeah, has been displaced. It's true. I'm, I'm operating in a little bit weird of a setup right now. I'm uh, Normally, I'm, I'm caddy corner to Alexi on this nice oval vintage table that we yeah, have. Yeah. But right now, I'm on the same side, and it's... Uh, it's weird. It's stressing me out. Well, you're on the same side because uh, Engineer Will is over here and Studio B doing some work. He's, mm-hmm. he's doing. His- <laughs> he uh, he's excited to be here with us. Uh, is he going to get on mic? Who knows? Maybe in the second segment. We'll he's get him he's on just as bit. close to me as you are, but I can't see him at all because yeah. there's there's a big monitor on the table and yeah, he's completely he's, hidden. He's in what he likes to call <laughs> Studio B. That's when he goes and puts a monitor with his laptop on the podcast table <laughs> and he creates Studio B. Um, Chris, yo, what's up, man? What's popping? Got through another week. We did. We did. Um, we made it. Yeah, it was. Uh, one of those weeks, it was kind of more the same stuff, unfortunately, because yeah. we, we, we've been on this project for like two or three months. Yeah. And it keeps getting pushed. Theoretically, theoretically, we reached picture lock today. I haven't had that confirmed to me, yeah. but that was the general consensus was like, yeah. this is it because they're way over budget hey, and we're not giving them any as, discounts at as this long point. As, uh, as long as it's wrapped by... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say by June 1st. Really, the sooner the better. <laughs> the sooner the better, and then we can get you back onto like other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's, been, it's been pretty slow. Before we get all, all the way into it, why don't you tell people where they can find us? Oh, dude. So we are at Cesareal Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Shishkin Productions on, on Instagram as well. Yep. We've been doing stuff. I keep saying that. Yeah. Uh, we're scissorealgang at gmail.com. Yes, and always. Mo- most importantly, the Cesareal Cold Line. line. 332 And Legendary phone number, by the way. It's uh, It's been very cold. It's been literally frozen for, for weeks now. It's but, been frozen. But I think it's, it's thawing, it's thawing out. Yeah. It's thawing out yeah. a little bit. Just a little. We, we did get one. We got one voicemail. We'll, we'll get to it in a little bit. It was sure. a very long one. So what you're going to hear is an edited version. It was like a minute 45. We got to figure out a way to cap these people at 30 seconds. When you're calling in, we're excited for you to call in. Don't get me don't get me wrong. But when you're calling in, keep it to 30 seconds or less. Come on, man. Like, we can't be running two minutes of time with a shitty quality voicemail. Well, if you're going to leave a be, voicemail. Just be concise. Be in like a place where we can at least hear you. Don't be like driving and yelling in your fucking <laughs> car phone or whatever. I don't know. Like the quality of it's terrible. That's why it's going to take us a second to get did, to did it. You ever, were you ever in a car like in the 90s yeah, growing I've up? Been, with, I've been in one. No, no, no. That had a car phone? No, but I've heard of it. It's yeah. like the phone is literally in the car. Right? Yeah, it was like, pretty wild. I was in it yeah, in one like one time. There was like a minivan, I think, that my neighbors convinced me to go to Bible camp or something. And someone, some other random neighbors picked us up. Really not none of it should have been happening now that yeah. I think about it but they had a car phone and I was like that seems so unnecessary you drive like six miles from yeah. your home at, at most yeah and you know uh that was the beginning of the end because I feel like that's like when the cell phone was 
starting to happen, right? I guess mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy too, because now that like most states, you can't talk and drive or text no. and drive anything. But back then, they they urged you. They, yes, they, they encouraged. It you. was said, built please, in. Please talk and drive. It was. If you it, got the money. Talk and drive. <laughs> it was like that's a Jetsons nineties. Um, yeah, that's a that's a classic Jacksonville story. Like your neighbors try to convince you to go to church with them. It's like, yeah, stop. Stop it. I don't want to go to fucking church with you. I did it, though. I did it a few times as a kid. I mean, like, oh, we're going to church. It was like, do you want to go? Not really. But then I'd be like, oh, but we get to play football afterwards. (sighs) All right, I'll go. That's what it was. was (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they always made it sound fun. I never really, like it was hard to get me to church but bible camp always sounded like it would be fun and like we just yeah. sang songs i got the joy 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 <laughs> oh, down actually, in my heart you know these fucking I, songs. I just i know that one because it's literally like five words i um i remember one time i went and i legit don't remember a single thing they talked about i just remember sitting in this like portable basically and uh right. they had like a map of the world on the wall for some reason and i just remember staring it's at this geography map. class i remember staring at this map and zoning out while they were talking about god or some shit and i was just like when the fuck is this gonna be over it's like staring <laughs> at the clock like when are we gonna get to play football and eat food because like that's why i came here yeah legit don't remember a single thing they talked about um yeah i was i said before we went into the socials that last week was slow um i don't know it's like it's, it, it's weird because it's not that it's slow. It's just that like we've it's like purgatory. It feels yeah. like every week we come in and we're doing the same thing. We have I mean? we have we've been on the same projects for for a while now. Yeah. Like which isn't a, it's not a bad thing. Um, we got a couple things that might be in the pipeline. Yeah, I'll, t- yeah. I'll tell you about them. One is from uh, our boy engineer Will. He he got a connect. He's trying to get us some stuff, and we uh, put together a a bunch of assets and proposals, and we sent those over last week. We're gonna see what happens with that. Uh, sure. It's for like podcast stuff and some YouTube video stuff. Uh, and then uh, the other thing Amy just sent out uh, on Friday, it's like a collection of sizzle reels to try to win some sizzle work. Yeah, so yeah which is right up our alley. And honestly, there's there's a third thing that oh. might be happening. Oh. It's like a, a, a longer form documentary style oh. type project. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. OK, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, we're doing like a... Uh, it's a it's about it's about track and field. Yeah. And um and football kind yeah, of. It's like a sports thing. Yeah. But we're we're supposed to put together like a kind of a overarching, I don't know what you would call it, like a little 7 minute kind of like Yeah, we we've been calling it like a screener trailer kind of, yeah. but it, it's it's basically a, I guess a concept video. Yeah, something that would give you an idea of the pacing and the style of the show, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get a whole episode. It's just like here's a snippet. Yeah, it's I mean? just to show that, you know, we're on the same page creatively. As, yeah. as uh the company so yeah we'll see about that i i've yet to we're recording this on friday and i at five o'clock and i've not seen the uh the footage yet yeah so yeah we, get, we don't had, know what's going on with it. we had some of it uploaded to the server but we've been having trouble unzipping it all the you know all, that, the, all the different things we've used have failed on yeah that's computers. something that's fucked up is like the server like media shuttle everything worked and getting us all that footage but then doesn't unzip so yeah. it's almost like we have all of this data on the server locally like right there yep but can't look at we it can't look at anything so mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on they're supposed to ship a drive the tried and true the yeah. classic way ship that we, and drive. we we almost almost sent our boy vince to puerto rico to cover a track meet we yesterday very close yeah. yeah we got very close it just turned out that honestly i think we would have if if we had a was, week if we had a week we definitely would have but if the if the meet was in like the capital if it was in san juan instead of where it was then we would have definitely flown them because it would have been cheap and and pretty quick yeah um but where the meet was was like a bit remote so it was kind of hard to get there and 
It, 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 logistically, it day. was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it was a mess. Um, so you know, we didn't do it. Um, let's go ahead and get to that. Uh, that uh, what's it called? Voicemail. The voicemail. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Alexi and Chris? This is a huge Sizzler fan, uh, Tyler Ross. I am calling because. Let me just cut him off right there. <laughs> he called himself a huge Sizzler fan. He, no. uh, did he meant to say Sizzle? What did he said Sizzler fan? Well, maybe it was like. like a like if it was written out Sizzler slash fan. Ah, uh, Sizzler like that. slash fan. I yeah. see. Okay, all right. Okay, apologies. Uh, back to it. You guys said you're dying for some content. I also have a comment, yeah. which is that the rate stretch tool is pretty. Great. I love lit. the rate stretch tool. I'm also going to let you know, because I'm leaving this voicemail, I just missed my exit. So that <laughs> added like five minutes. What a trip. nerd. That's okay, though. You guys are worth it. And also, Aww. I guess I should also add that the Ripple Edit tool is also pretty cool. And um, I also did not know it was called the Ripple Edit tool, but I also used it. I'm going to make my little fun projects with an amateur Um... Sound quality is impeccable. Yeah, guys. I wish I had something funnier and more interesting to say, but I don't. And uh, have a great day. All right. Love you. Bye. Oh, man. We love you, too, Tyler. Uh, Tyler Ross calling in. Uh, I got to be honest with you guys. I cut out a good chunk of that in the middle where he went on and on about wanting to come on the show and all this stuff. Um, guys, it is a cold line where you call in and you kind of just leave a brief message. You don't If you want to come on the show... Email us to get booked or something, or you know, you don't need to like. Yeah, Tyler's been on the show. He, know, he knows on. how it he works. knows the protocol. I don't know what he was doing. No, he decided great. to fucking call in and then put his phone in his trunk and start yelling at us. <laughs> That's what it fucking sounded like. Put a, it put a smile on my face. Um, he said he loves the rate stretch tool and that he likes the ripple edit tool. He didn't know it was called that. So at least we're fucking educating people. That's mm -hmm. cool. You yep. Know? And just for for people who don't remember Tyler Ross, we went to high school with him. Uh, he was yep. in one of our stage plays that we wrote in high school. He's gone on to become a successful actor, and he has he has some uh, little. Uh, projects of his own right. that I assume that's what he's talking about. He edits them himself. Yeah, exactly. And he um, he might come on in the next couple weeks, months, something like that. Yeah, whenever, he, whenever he gets his RV in New York I was going to say, he just finished driving around the country or some shit. And so, but I think he was still doing like auditions and like doing gigs. So it'll be interesting to hear from him about how that went. Um, but, you know, he comes on. He's always a character. If you want to go back to his old episode, I don't remember what episode he's on. Type in Tyler Ross. You'll find it. It's not my job to tell you where to go. Um, <laughs> you should have already listened to it by yeah, now. Come if you on. didn't listen to it, you fucked up. Uh, Chris, um, so this is going to be a pretty quick segment because, you know, we got a Chris versus coming up. In the oh, my half. God. But I'm going to win this time. Well, well, we'll see. What's your record right now? I think I'm 0-2. Am I own three? I think it's own three. Oh my yeah, god! It so, it's Sam Raimi. Yeah, that stupid James Cameron motherfucker. James Cameron, and I think you lost to was one. it M Night Shyamalan? M Night Shyamalan or oh something like god. that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you're gonna go up against another person uh, in the second segment. We'll see how it goes. If I lose, I'm gonna get know. swept out of the playoffs. Well, don't know. There's because this, this is like so regular season. This is like boxing. Okay. You just keep going until you hang up the gloves. Oh no! If you're hanging up the edit gloves. <laughs> Uh, Chris puts on gloves to edit. <laughs> That's why they need My 14 versions of this fucking thing. <laughs> it's because you've been editing in boxing gloves. Uh, um, okay, before we go to the break, one last thing I want to discuss. Uh, this 
is from a, a friend of the show, Matt King. He texted me this. I asked him, where did you hear this? He cites a podcast called Pivot. Uh, he says, in the last quarter, TikTok has added the number of users equal to the population of Japan and UK, and they have a $0 content budget. Uh, you know, at face value, giant statement, because it's like, holy shit, they added all these users and they don't spend any money on content. It's like, yeah, that's true, but the, it's a content creation platform. So, of course, you know, they're not creating. He, he's just content. saying that TikTok doesn't have any TikTok themselves don't have a budget. Right. TikTok. But I put zero money towards creating content, but they still have like crazy user acquisition numbers. Yeah, but they still pay. I mean, it, you can still monetize yourself on TikTok. Right. So just because they don't have a budget doesn't mean they're not yeah. paying. Yeah. And also, it's I mean, kind of a, a meaningless statement to me. It's 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 interesting that. It, yeah. I mean, TikTok, obviously, whatever. It's been big forever, but uh, it is more of like a shock at the numbers like whoa zero dollar content budget but in reality like again i mean we talked about this a little bit last week when we talked like netflix was saying that tiktok's their competitor no it's not it's just not like i in don't my think opinion. it is and so like youtube and tiktok are more along the same lines i mean instagram too i guess but yeah because they, they have like the reels and the the youtube shorts so I like guess they, they they're, they're probably they're direct competitors and now. they probably spend money right on like making stuff like they probably hire influencers purposely to like create things, right? Because I feel like our friend uh, Daniel got hits, blue, aka Blue Haired Dan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got hired before by Instagram to do stuff directly for them. Yeah, I'm I'm sure so, that they they hire people out. So I, I guess if this statement is true, that would mean TikTok doesn't hire directly hire influencers or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's TikTok has no problem getting people on it, you know yeah. what I mean? And they have no problem getting content because literally the entire platform is a content creation platform. Yeah, well, and the other thing about that headline that annoys me is just that it doesn't doesn't tell me the number of users. It tells me yeah. like <laughs> an equivalent, but I don't know how many people that is. Yeah. So it kind of means nothing to me. And also, you know, how many of these are actual active users? You know, Twitter's famous for being half bots right you know yeah well tick tiktok is i think tiktok's probably most mostly active i mean it could not be i don't I know would, you know i would say the same thing but i you know five years ago i would have said the same about twitter and it turns yeah. out that no it's not and like you know so, everyone's trying to according to my my research like 190 million that's a, i mean that's so, a lot i don't know if that's right i just literally just googled it so i don't know that's that's a fair number but like it's i i think it's uh i just wanted to bring that up and, and see what your thoughts on it were because to me like we acquired 190 million users and we spent zero dollars on our content budget is like it's like two statements that are that are not related. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, well, I mean, they, they don't necessarily go hand in hand. Those two things. Think know? about 2005, 2006. I'm sure the same thing happened with YouTube. They weren't paying people for their content people exactly. were just hosting their videos on there it was it was a service at that time yeah you know it was a place yeah. to put your videos and then it became something more yeah and you know that's just how the the growth phase for something is and tiktok is still in the growth phase yeah tiktok uh is more ubiquitous on this day 
than it has ever been in the past. It's crazy. It's yet to jump the shark, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I know like, uh, it's I, getting there. Now I know, that the I know video that, limits are ten minutes. I know that. Jesus. I know that culturally, it has jumped the shark a long time ago, and like, it's not like cool anymore because it's not underground and it's it's not like at the forefront of like you know, uh, yeah, I'm culture, st- online culture, or whatever. I'm, I'm still on musically, bro. Right, but uh, I mean, I know you. You're always ahead <laughs> of the curve, but yeah. the uh, the fact that it's still like it's not cool anymore it's just it just is it's just mainstream mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and i feel like so many people are on it now it's it's the dominant form of video content at this point in my opinion uh i mean it just kind of depends i still think think tv is bigger like yeah it's bigger to me but I mean, TikTok's just so it's a very specific type of video. Like it's not, it's a very specific type of content. And when I, you know, I say specific, it's super generalized. My, my timeline or my feed goes everywhere. Like my for you page could be about crime and murder or unsolved mysteries or about cats, you know, like it, it's, would you, would this true or false? TikTok is video tapas. Okay. okay. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, get a lot of these little video tapas. Like it's it's stuff that I don't have to get invested in. Like I I get on it uh, when I'm in bed. You know, right before bed, I watch 30 minutes worth of videos. It's all different content, and then I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's like if you want a you know oh damn the uh, fucking bison burger and the veggie burger and the chicken sandwich all look so good but you're not going to order a bison burger <laughs> a veggie burger and a chicken sandwich but you will get sliders and you'll get a, sl- a buffalo slider you know what i mean See, you're going to i'm going to take it a bit further sliders. and it's kind of it's it's a, a mystery tapas play oh, yeah i like that like it's you don't know exactly what you're going to get but you trust the restaurant and yep. the chef and you know they're going to bring you good stuff and it's free and it's free <laughs> <laughs> oh you just got to give them That's some it. of your some of your data yeah, like you just got to sell your data to the you, you gotta like hook yourself up to a, like an iv where they're pulling blood from you but you get to eat whatever <laughs> they bring you it's basically great i i don't know i it's it i mean we talked about this before it's my dominant form of entertainment i legit don't See, the thing that is still gets me is I can only watch TikTok, in my opinion, when I'm like by myself and I can put headphones in. Like, it's not something that I can watch on the train or like while I'm hanging out with people. It's it's just a little bit more immersive than scrolling on Reddit or Instagram where you're just looking at pictures. Like, right. these are videos that all have sound. And if you don't get the sound, then you're missing half the experience. I will say TikTok's pretty good at usually captioning things out, but it's just an incomplete form of entertainment to me. And that's why I think it it does have a ceiling, but you know, I I don't think it's at the ceiling yet. It's going to be interesting to see what the next step is. Cause like you said, they have the 10, now the limit is 10 minutes for a lot of people. Dude, I I came across a five minute video last night and I was kind of annoyed at it. I was like, I don't want five minutes of content right now. Yeah. Like, it's just too much. The thing is, it, it's it's still democratic. It still comes down to you as the user. So, like, if you don't like it, you can just keep moving, you know? And that's what I do. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, what a great concept. And then the video is just a little slow. And it's, like, them, like, extending it out for no reason, you know, where they, like, will say. Like, yeah. It's just like you're, you're saying the same thing over and over again and you're not getting to it. Like, then I just swipe away. I'm like, I don't, I don't that's, need to watch this. That's the thing, though, is, like, I think their algorithm is fine, but I think it's vastly overrated. Like, people just rave about it, and I still get served all sorts of shit that I'm not interested in, and I yep. still don't get served, like, 
any sports related stuff, which blows my mind because yeah, I went crazy. out of my way to follow sports related TikToks and to to like and engage with them anytime they come across, but yeah. I'm still not really getting them. What 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 I like to do where the, the ten minute thing for me, like in mm-hmm. the three minute, five minute, whatever, it doesn't really bug me that much is because you can scroll to the end if you want, right? So like for me, what I end up getting a lot is like DIY, like uh you know, tutorials on like how mm-hmm. to build this thing or like this home project that someone did. And they'll be like, uh, so I f- I'm just making shit up off the top of my head. I found the this old boat and I turned it into a couch or some shit. Yeah. And then it's like, OK, well, I'm just going to scrub to the end to see what it looks like, because I don't really care like the process, because I'm never going to fucking turn a boat into a couch. Well, but, you know, I mean, and that's another like small. I mean, I, look, I like TikTok, but another bone I have to pick is like if I do want to scroll around, it's such a pain in the ass, yeah. like, like on a five minute video to scroll with that tiny little thing and and try to find a exactly where you want to be you're and right, you're I'm right. always swiping too far left or sometimes I'll accidentally like drop my phone a little bit yeah. and then I accidentally refresh and I'm at the top of my for you page and I never find that video again it's impossible to track down I've done that before. like there's so yes. much disorganization with it where it like it's just a you know it's it's a grab bag yeah. of 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 content and you know, if you, if you grab wrong, you, you lose it forever. The content just, is gone. Yeah. Go- it's content. Content. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's just frustrating sometimes. Yeah, it definitely, sometimes there are little, uh, you know, hiccups in the UX, but all in all, I mean, look, there's a reason that the numbers keep climbing because it's fucking addicting and everyone, everyone is into it. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, you're going to face off against, you know who I don't. <laughs> Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? The one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say: You got to walk all your gear up and fly the stairs. Okay, yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. It's uh, it's been a while. But, but uh, it's time for me to finally get a victory here on Chris versus. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> oh, gonna happen no. today. <laughs> we'll see. I, mean, I really need one. You got you. So your record so far is 0 and three. You've yeah. lost to George R. R. Martin. Yeah. You've lost that, to Sam. That Raimi. asshole. Write your fucking book. You've lost right, to Sam. Sam Raimi. Raimi. What have you done in 20 years? And who else did you lose? Spider Man one sucked. Who else did you lose to? George R. R. Martin, Sam Raimi, and the uh, uh, I don't remember who it was. James Cameron. James Cameron, yeah. James Cameron. That so, guy. I mean, it, Mr. You, Avatar himself. I mean, we can't really blame blame you. You've been facing off against like people who are like yeah. million millionaires yeah, from legends. their from their movie pursuits. Look, I, I'm a and here. You are. I'm on the sizzle reel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm wealthy in other ways. All right. Um, in mind, I have, in I have mind and spirit. Two really cool cats and a good dog. All right, let's go for it. We got Very ten. Wealthy. You're facing off against. Who is it? Wes Anderson. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh. I mean, look, the most 
really the correct way for this to end because it's Wes Anderson would be symmetrically five five a tie. <laughs> but we d- we don't know. You guys know how it works. We got ten tips from Wes Anderson, and Chris is gonna face off against him for ten rounds. So here we go. Round one. Wes Anderson says, stay true to yourself and true to ideas that fit best for your story, even if some people will say you're repeating yourself. You can never satisfy everybody. What do you think? Um, Agree, disagree, big takeaways? I would say for his films, it's very clear that he follows that that rule because, I mean, Wes Anderson is known for having such a specific style, Mm -hmm. not just like uh, visually, but also in his storytelling and the kinds of... Like the the way that his it's it's all character it's driven. Like the, it's like the Vampire Weekend of movies. Yeah, in a way, you know what I mean. It's he like is singing kinda, about like, like a hipster about he's like it. Singing about going on vacation to like a yacht in Connecticut or somewhere. It's like yeah, okay, dude. Yeah, yeah. like there, that's what you know. Vampire there, there, there's always there's always one shot with Bill Murray in it at least. There's mm-hmm. always at least a cameo. That's how it is in uh, Darjeeling Limited. I'm pretty well, sure he's not Bill Murray. Not really in the movie, but he is at the very beginning. So he does it. That that's no doubt. He stays true to yeah. himself. And but but what do you think? Is that something that's worth following? You agree with that statement or disagree to stay true to yourself, even if some people say you're repeating yourself? Ultimately, I'd say that I agree because you like if you're telling a story, you it should be authentic to you. But at the same time, if people are starting to tell you that you're repeating yourself, maybe it's time to look in the mirror and grow a little bit, buddy. Oh, so you, oh, so you're coming at him because of what I wrote was agree, repeat the shit out of yourself, but you're <laughs> saying disagree. Well, it's one of the. As an editor, I probably repeat my same tricks a lot. Like, I look back at edits from a couple of years ago, and I'm like, yeah, I'd probably edit this the same way today. But then there's other shit that I see, and I'm like, wow, this should be faster, or like, wow, why isn't there a sound up here, or like. You know, you can recognize the growth. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you're 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 kind of pitter pattering around this. So that's a non-answer to me. I'm gonna go ahead and put that down as a uh, non-answer. All right. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, when I compare like Isle of Dogs to Bottle Rocket, obviously there's tremendous growth there, and okay. it's very different. But also. Isle of Dogs to Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's like the same fucking thing, buddy. Okay. Come all on. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Yeah. That's, I like what. Here's the thing: is I actually like Wes Anderson's work a lot, but it is, you know, sometimes a little heavy-handed, a little bit of the, you know. All right. Yeah. I know. He that he's got that he's got a certain style, like yeah. you said. Uh, let's go to round number two. If you wrote a, he says, if you wrote a feature screenplay and can't find funding. Make a proof of concept short film from your best scene that highlights what a longer film could look like. You know, I I guess I have to agree with this because we're literally doing exactly that within the next couple of weeks on that that documentary style thing that we were talking about. We're basically doing a little spec video for them, mm-hmm. and it's to drum up funding. It's literally gotta get that th- that company is in a fundraising process right now and. That's this is going to be part of it. You got to get the funding. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, who doesn't love a nice little video, a hype video that you can show to people and be like, look how great it's going to be if it's a full length. A picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah. It's like I can tell you I'm making a movie about a vampire. But like when you see the vampire on screen, that's when you go, wow. Yeah. That's a vampire. Is is it is it like a Nosferatu or is it like a. A shitty one. I don't know. Uh, It's probably a shitty one knowing how much funding I have. Is, Is it a Twilight? Um, okay, let's go on to number three. 
Uh, round number three, Wes Anderson says, if your first public screening goes terribly wrong, look for just one positive review, pin that review on the wall, and say to yourself, this is my audience, and then continue making films. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so instead, <laughs> instead of taking the criticism, just like align yourself with the lowest common denominator is that it like well no it's not even uh it's uh eh, sort of yeah like, i guess it, that's it, sort of it. it i don't know you sort of there's no lowest common denominator because it's art right it's like yeah but if, if, if 90 percent of people. people don't like your shit and like 10 percent do then uh i don't know but I, I guess he's, he, you know it goes back to being true to yourself yeah. um no i don't think that you should market yourself to the one person who did like it I think you should in continue improving in other ways. And like, you don't just like, yes, you, you can understand the positive in what you did and the things that you liked, but you can't just like counter, you can't just like throw the negative out. Like that's yeah. still real, real criticism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that people feel that way for a reason and you should, you know, their opinions are valid too. All right. I mean, hey, that's a pretty good take, Chris. Uh, you know, I, I have the scorecard in front of me. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but it, okay. I think, you know, you're on your way. Yeah. Um, I don't I, I don't like this. Round four. Uh, Wes Anderson says you must be prepared that the audience can reject your film completely. But one failure shouldn't end your career. Learn from mistakes and focus 100% on the next project. Focus 100% on the next project. That is the part that gets me there. Hmm. Right? What do you think? Like He's saying, don't look back, just keep it moving. Well, I thought he just said to, you know, to focus on that one person. One positive review. So I'm getting, you know, some conflict here. Uh, I would say that, yeah, I mean, if, if your film's a dud, if it didn't work, yeah, don't linger on it. Because, hey, man, I've edited videos that suck before. And guess what? <laughs> I move on to the next one. It's true. <laughs> like, it's just how it is sometimes. Like, shit, the project that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, I don't think a single person on this project likes it. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone's happy with the video or the process, any of it. But whatever. Like, I'm not once once I send in those finals and upload all all my assets to their server. We're done. Like, my, my brain has moved on. I don't care. I'm not going to stay mad about it. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, that's that makes sense. You know, short, what do they say? Like, the best, uh, well, it's an athlete's thing, mm -hmm. but they say you have a short memory. You know, yep. you just kind of move on to the next thing. Yep. Um. So that's something that Wes Anderson has in common with star athletes. That's <laughs> probably the one thing. <laughs> the I'm only guessing. thing. And uh, he's wealthy. All right. Um. Moving on. He says, to write a good script, you need a lot of good ideas. To hold interest for two hours, there needs to be a lot of information and a lot of feeling and observations. It's not just about the plot. So he's saying it, film is more than plot. And I guess that reflects really well in what he does, because he does a lot of shit that's focused on characters and just like yeah. weird nuance. Yeah, I will say all of his tips are very in line with uh, with how his movies are. Um, yeah, I would agree that there's more to a movie than just plot. But I think people enjoy plot the most, or at least that's mm. how I am. You know, I, I like it, my favorite movie that he's done is Darjeeling Limited. And that honestly doesn't have much of a plot. It's just for me, it's mostly character driven. The plot's kind of stupid, honestly. Like they're going to see their mother it, in India who like disappeared long ago and stopped talking to them or something. It's just like 
and they're just on a train the entire time. It's you said that was your favorite one. Yeah, it's my favorite one, and and I, it's my favorite because of the characters in it. I, I really like the actors in it, and I just think it's funny and interesting. Um, so you actually like that one, even though the plot is minimal. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you you don't actually enjoy the plot most. You enjoy character development more than anything. Well, no, that's the only case oh, where I where I feel that oh, way. Okay. Yeah, like for the most part, I I'm driven uh, to to watch movies that have interesting plots and obviously but that's the thing is like the plot's only interesting if the characters are interesting too like right. you're not going to care about the plot if the characters are unlikable that's how i am at that's least a good point. like there's very few si- series or movies that i can think of where i actively disliked the protagonist i like, feel like e- they e- do anti-heroes a lot though yeah well you know, even things like breaking like breaking bad, bad like Sopranos. yeah but i still they there's the characters make you care about them in yes. some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, they, they go together. Right. Uh, like, I don't think... Maybe it's easier to develop a compelling plot if the characters are compelling. You know? Yeah, or may, or maybe you can you can have a less compelling plot if the characters overtake that. You know, like, yeah, something like yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. Right, There's right. What's True. what's the plot there? I don't even know. I don't know. I There's like asleep. a dance at the end, yeah. vote for Pedro. Vote it doesn't matter. Pedro, so, yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just a... It's about the characters it's in the movie. Basically, if the characters are really fucking good, the plot can be as simple as like, you know, we ran out of milk, got to go to the store and get milk. Mm-hmm. But if like, if the characters are trash, then that's going to be a pretty boring. well. And I guess part of it is also how you tell that story of going to get the milk and what happens on the way there. Right, right, like, right. what? Well, well, that's the plot, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, all these things go hand in hand. But again. Wes Anderson says it's not just about the plot. That's number five. I think I've got enough information. I think I agree, but I don't know. I've got enough to score this round. I I haven't written it down. We're on to round number six. Wes Anderson says some filmmakers need that personal connection to the story to truly unite a cohesive vision. If you're one of those, you have no choice but to write your own films. So he's saying that, yeah, if if you if you're not going to if in order to make your vision a success, you need to be connected to it, then you got to write your own movies. You can't find other people's movies and direct them. Um, yeah, see, that's a tough one for me because I've never directed someone else's material, yeah. but I, I feel like you, if you have a good relationship with a screenwriter or if you like someone's work, I think you can work with them to, to improve their vision. That's, I mean, sometimes working with others kind of, allows for more viewpoints and to weed weed the bat out you know yeah uh i mean i feel so he's i mean he's like an auteur right like Mm -hmm. he you know it's his vision from start to finish he's not just the the guy calling the shots on set you know he he concepted everything Mm -hmm. from the get-go so for him i think that absolutely applies but i think there's probably a lot of talented directors that can't write for shit it's a good point so I don't maybe maybe it's one of those things where you you take the the screenplay and and you kind of rewrite it yourself in a way. Uh oh, I see. Like you have edits to it. Yeah, you yeah, sit down yeah. With the writer and go. I could see this happening more like this. Yeah, but that's when you that's when you really got to have that tight relationship mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of writers would be like, man, shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah, writers but, are a bunch of babies. Yeah. Um. All right. Round number seven. Uh, in the creation of animation films. The script gets revised together with storyboards, so you have more, so you have more time to solve your script problems, merge scenes, and to rewrite and re-storyboard. That just seems like a fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I have no argument with that. That sounds hundred percent right. I mean, for animation, like you have to have everything perfect 
basically yeah. before you start animating because it's such a, a long, tedious process and expensive. Um, I, I was at dinner the other night and I was talking about um, editing for animation and uh, they were like, what do you mean? You don't have to edit animation. And I was like, well, you do. You, you te- Technically, you don't have to like edit it in the sense that you have to like remove parts really like they don't like over animate for you to cut things out on purpose mm-hmm. but like you still have to put it all together you know what i mean but um i was just getting looks like mm, i don't know and i was like all right i don't even want to talk about editing right now damn um i just don't like talking about editing it sucks it's not fun <laughs> done for 85 episodes <laughs> but it's not fun um on to round eight yeah um he said oh i know i know what you feel about this one Uh-oh. this is uh wes anderson He's saying this, but this is a classic idea. Yeah. He said, write what you know, whether it's a literal retelling or a wrapped within a childhood fantasy, your truth should always be in your writing and filmmaking. Write what you know. That just sounds like the, like three of the, the previous ones combined that there's wow i feel like he's, he's, well, he just said like the last one was like, sometimes you have to write the script yourself. Like. To to make the connection to you. That's like the same thing in different words. Um, yeah, write what you know. That's a that's a common classic trope. At least when you're starting out, write what you know. But at a, at a certain point, to grow as a writer, you have to like. How, how do you think f- fantasy writers do it? Yeah, they they point. don't know that. Like they're yeah. making they're literally making shit up. Well, they but they know it in their heart of hearts. You know, they're like, oh, I've thought about I've made this character Frodo up in my head. You know, forever. Well, then, so like, how do you, how do you write a character who is like? diametrically opposite of you like yeah because that's a good point that's not what you know like yeah. you you don't know how they how they would act and you can't have every character be just like you that's like you point. you have to write things that you don't know sometimes you got to keep writing things that you don't know sometimes and then they'll just get better and better yeah maybe, maybe hopefully hopefully maybe he's saying that like if if you're at an impasse otherwise just go back to yeah. what you do know and maybe you can get it going again get right. the ball rolling um, all right. Well, I'm glad you're giving him the benefit of the doubt there. It's good that you're signing off on Wes Anderson's uh, <laughs> tips. Uh, moving on to round nine, Wes Anderson says, stay true to your style and the characters you understand the best. Even if people say your characters are weirdos, if they're based on real people, the audience will connect with them. This okay. sounds a lot like number one. I was about to <laughs> say, so it, it, it kind of... Let's just focus on the second half of okay. that, right? Because okay, yeah. let's skip the stay true. What was the second part? The second part say says, again? even if people say your characters are weirdos, if, if they're based on yeah. real people, the audience will connect with them. I like that. It reminds a lot, me of stand up a lot because I'm like stand up, you know, like people like tell a joke and then some be like, there's no way that that's a real story. It's like, oh, actually it happened to me. Like, that's why I t- tell it in this. Uh, you know what I mean? And there's always more people who you think. It went through the same experience. Exactly. Like you think it's just a you thing. You and people go, oh, I can relate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, like if you're if even if your characters are completely out there, if they're actually based on real people, then you know everyone who's watching probably had someone similar to that in their lives. Right. Like they can relate in some way. Yeah, or like within a degree. At yeah, least, yeah, they can at least understand where this character is coming from. Because that literally is writing what you know. Yep. Right. So it kind of goes back to the last mm-hmm. one. Um. All right. This is a weak list, Wes. Just Ooh. saying. Like your <laughs> tips. You should have given five tips. If you gave five tips, I bet this would be a great list. But you gave ten, and uh, we're already getting into repeats. Well, we're. Moving on to round 10. This is the last one. All right. And then we're going to score it. Uh, 10. 
<laughs> you know, you thought the last one was uh, the same thing. Oh, no. Ten. Think of a friend who could be a model for your main character. <laughs> then think of an actor who would be best to play him. Then finally add the setting, architecture, and history to the story. The Grand Budapest Hotel was created in that order. So basically, he's saying, again, like, use a... F- like, use... Right, which you know, basically. Take a friend and take their uh, yeah. sort of mannerisms, put it into a character. Here, You know, I, I see where he's coming from, but I kind of disagree in some ways, just because, like, he's one of those directors who reuses the same actors over and over, and it does, over the course of, you know, 20 years or whatever, it gets kind of old. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm tired of seeing the same guys in it every single time. You know, I... If if you can only tell a story with the same like five actors in mind, maybe you shouldn't write with the the actor in mind first. Maybe you should just write an interesting character and then see, because like maybe that's a, a, like a director's like god mindset. But when we were in high school and Tyler Ross was in our plays, like yeah. having Tyler and Connor and the directors that we had and a bunch of different uh, you know uh, actors in it, they up leveled our writing so much because they came in with jokes that we never would have written or they they portrayed characters in ways that we we didn't envision it that way but it just really worked so some like why not just write a good character who stands on his own and then cast you know just do normal casting and then pick the best one I mean, you know what? At first, I was like, "Where is he going with this?" But you, you really won me over with that, uh, with that sort of speech. You kind of, yeah, really, you know, you, you, uh, my, my one experience. Well, but, 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 you know, you said it with a lot of passion, so I had to change my scoring. Actually, oh really. wow. Um, all right, let's go back through them, and uh, we'll see, we'll see if Chris can get his first win. Oh, uh, I'm hoping. So. Round one, you know, first tip from Wes Anderson was stay true to yourself. Um, even if people say you're repeating yourself, you can never satisfy everybody. Uh, that one, you were back and forth on that one. You were like, he makes the same movie over and over again, and like he needs to stop. But also, he's right. You got to stay true to yourself. And, you know, you bamboozled me with your words. So I okay. gave that one a no decision. Okay. No decision okay on the with first it. round. Zero, zero. Chris, yep. zero. Wes Anderson, zero. Yep. Round two. He's saying, uh, if you can't find funding, make a proof of concept. You said, I have to agree with this because it matches my experience. Yep. Um, and nothing that it, it, it couldn't, I couldn't think of any better way to approach this whole concept. It's your experience versus Wes Anderson's. Mm-hmm. I give you that point. Thank so you. So you're up wow. one zero, one zero. Okay. Uh, going into round three, where he said, if your f- first screening goes terribly, just look for that one person who like liked it, you know, and then sure. write for them. You said, I disagree. Don't market yourself to the one person who did like it. You don't just ignore the negative criticism. Uh, I think that's, um, you know, it's fair and I could see where you're coming from. But uh, I think Wes Anderson's statement was a bit more nuanced and poignant than that. So I gave that round to him. Uh, Uh, 1-1. Let's see Wes Anderson direct a Marvel movie that appeals to to the masses. Honestly, I would love to see that would actually be a Marvel movie. It would be fucking sick. And the thing is, it wouldn't appeal to the masses. No. They'd probably do really like everyone would see it. They'd be so the, quirky and stupid. Everyone would go see it, but people would be like, that was the dumbest thing ever. But you would look back at it in like 20 years or 30 years and go, holy shit, that's the best one. Yeah, what an interpretation. Exactly. Um, so, you know, just for that, because you said uh to you said to not ignore the negative criticism. You no. Wes Anderson wins that round. Okay. Uh, number four. Again, he said 
you know, be prepared that they're going to reject your film, but you should just focus on the 100% on the next project. And you said, I'm getting mixed signals. If your film is a dud, don't linger. Uh, so Chris basically agrees is what I wrote. Uh, so yeah, you were, yeah, getting, I basically agree. Yeah. You basically agreed. Uh, and you're right. I mean, you should always focus on the next one. Why would you go, but don't cry over spilt milk right, mm-hmm. as they say. Mm-hmm. So you won that round two to one, two, one to Chris, uh, fifth round. It, he was saying, uh, to write a good script, you need a lot of ideas and it's about characters, not necessarily the plot. What I have in my notes disagree. Chris enjoys plot the most, but life is mostly character driven. But he loved Darjeeling Limited, so yeah, you got to give Anderson that one to him. Wins. Yeah, Wes Anderson wins. Yeah, you, you went against. Him, I, I argued against you myself. Won you over. Uh, round six. So so far for the people keeping track, it's two to two. We're into round number six. First round was a no decision. Uh, some filmmakers need that personal connection to the story. You got to write your own films if uh, you need that. Right. Uh, you said that disagree. You can work with others. You said for Wes Anderson, it applies, but there's probably a lot of talented directors who can't write for shit. Uh, I got to say a very strong argument. So you're back yeah. out in the lead. Oh, three, wow. Two. Yeah. Three, two. Oh, no, I don't uh, like where the next number two are going. seven in the creation of animation films. The script gets revised with storyboards. So you have more time to solve your problems and merge scenes and rewrite. Um, Wes Anderson wins. Yeah. That's full just agree. correct. Yeah. That's just 100% he's, he's right. Correct statement. Yeah. Uh, so it's three to three. Oh, we got tiger. three rounds oh, to goddess. go. Uh, he said, write what you know. You said, you, I wrote, Chris comes for Wes in this one, saying he's saying the same thing in different words. Uh, so his, the nuance of his statements just went over your head. So he took the lead here. Wes wins this round. Okay. Because how are you going to go against someone saying, write what you know? It's literally the number because one it's, key. Because it's the laziest fucking tip ever. That's yeah. the problem I have. It's not the tip but, itself. It's just... That's what that, you tell that he's people. giving this tip, but it's in. what you tell people when they don't know what they're doing. The first thing you do is like write what you know. You know, don't don't not write what you know. Just start with writing what you know, and then from there figure it out. Yeah, you know, because I've told that to people before. You've probably told that to people before. Uh, either way, Wes Anderson's up four to three. We got two rounds to go. Whatever, uh, this motherfucker. Round nine. Uh, it was stay true to your style, and you know, even if people say the characters are weirdos, just write them if they're based on real people. Uh, you said you absolutely agree because it's like write what you know. <laughs> so you, you completely went against yourself there. I appreciated the fact that you could recognize your shortcomings, though, so oh, I gave thanks. you that round. Oh, wow. So 4-4, four, four, tied, vote. going into the last round. And that's where they said, think of a friend that could be a model for the main character, then think of an actor, then mm-hmm. the setting, architecture, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you said, I see where he's coming from, but I disagree because he uses the same people over and over again and it just gets like stale. stale. Uh, and my response to that initially was, well, Grand Budapest Hotel was created in that order and, you know, that it's a movie and it was made and it's a Wes Anderson film. And and like, a lot of people consider it his best movie. And that's why initially I gave the round to Wes. Yeah. And it was 5-4. But okay. then if you if you guys remember just a few minutes ago, you went on this incredible in power like just powerful speech that won me over so i turned it into a no decision i know it's a tie you get your first ever not oh my god Uh, chris still winless in four chris versus but this one ends four four next time wesley i got you yeah so wes anderson good good try you were unable to beat chris and chris 
you you survived. You hung on. Uh, I will plug it real quick. This all comes from the YouTube channel called Outstanding Screenplays. Oh, and they are outstanding. They are outstanding. Uh, they have a lot of great little tips. They got stuff. Uh, I'm just looking at this first one. They got Aaron Sorkin up here, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, Rick Linklater, Barry Jenkins. They got tips from all these people. Um, so, you know, that's where we source our Chris versus material. Uh, Chris, what do you think? I mean, what's your big takeaways from this round of Chris versus um, this episode? I guess you know, I, I did appreciate his perspective on a couple things. I, I did think, even though I I disagreed with it, I thought his uh, him explaining the process of how Grand Budapest was made was pretty cool. It's nice to have some insight, and obviously, he's a critically acclaimed director, and I enjoy a lot of his movies. So you know, it, it was. A great bout. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you know we came out even. I mean, it was a slugfest. Yeah, it went right until the very end. You know, I'm, I might, I might watch uh, Moonrise Kingdom this weekend. I've never seen it. Just to kind of, and then you're going to take his tips into consideration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, why don't you watch Moonrise Kingdom and then on the next sizzle reel you can tell us all about it. Yeah, totally. Great homework. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you about a ten year old movie. And engineer Will, um, you saw, you kind of were in and out. You kind of heard a little bit of what Chris had to say about Wes Anderson. What were some yeah. of your big uh, takeaways there? Uh, I agree. I think that... I'm serious. Talk he's, a little closer to the mic. He's, uh, he's overdone like the character writing thing, you know? And it, yeah, it, it makes me think, like, okay, is he good at writing movies or is he good at writing scripts for these characters? Which, like, yeah, I think sometimes he is, you know? Um, I love Moonrise Kingdom. I think it's a great movie. Um, but I don't know. When he puts out new movies, like, I don't go see him in the theaters. Like, I wait... You know, yeah. so I think he's a little overrated. I think I've only seen one Wes Anderson movie. Which one? Uh, the one about the Brazilian guy playing guitar and the underwater. Steve Zissou. Borat. <laughs> Borat, yeah, Borat. Black aquatic. Um, <laughs> so, Will, what do you think? You think Chris should have won that bout or do you think uh, Wes should have taken that? Or, or did it end up being scored properly by the judges? I think Chris should have won. Wow. Oh, upset. Hey, wow. you know, it's like Wes Anderson says, so even if everyone hated the thing you made, you got to make it for the one person who liked your takes. Hey, man. I'm it. making the sizzle reel for you, Will. That's it. I knew that. Um, Chris said <laughs> he's making, making the sizzle too. reel for Will. That's it. Um, guys, thank you for listening, guys and gals and everyone out there, even if you're whatever, everybody. You know, we don't discriminate. We're coming at you from the Crypto.com podcast arena. Hell yeah, we are. Um, Chris, why don't you go ahead? We don't discriminate against crypto holders either. I know you guys are down. Oh my god! It, yeah, it's on sale, bad. baby. Y'all are down bad. Uh, y'all, we all. I'm good. I'm chilling. I oh sold. Oh my god! I sold at the peak. Um, just kidding. Uh, Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell the people where they can find us before we wrap this one up? Oh, Sizzlers, you already know. We're at Sizzlerial Gang on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. We've got some uh, Shishkin Productions stuff going on on Instagram mm -hmm. as well. We have. Uh, SizzleRealGang at gmail.com, of, of course. course. Send us an email. And we have the Sizzle Real cold line. That's that right. is 332-333-4361. That one with the temp, we up-tempoed. That was Allegro or whatever. <laughs> like, we really went high with the tempo. Um, I will say, uh, this is episode 85, so just 15 more episodes Whoa. until the Sizzle Real live show. Four months, um, baby. We'll announce tickets for that probably 10 weeks out. Mm -hmm. Maybe episode, we'll have a, a raffle. 90, we'll, we'll announce tickets for that. Um, and Sizzleril merch coming very soon. <laughs> oh, no. uh, if you go to sizzlerealgangthewebsite.com, you will be able to get Sizzleril merch. Uh, we got we got slides like uh, mm -hmm. like Adidas slides. They're not Adidas. They're Sizzleril Gang brand. Um, and Look, you know, I, 
I don't know. AirPods. I'm pretty sure I saw a, a 3D print. Yes. I, I don't know, but it kind of looked like a tail. And I'm telling you, I <laughs> stop talking about the tail. Yeah. Strap on tail. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sizzlerogangthewebsite.com for all your merch. Go check it out. Uh, we'll see you next time. Productions Podcast.